This week, on a very special mini-sode of Body Counts and Beer, we're discussing a... Wait, this can't be right. Video game? We're just talking about playing through a video game? We're talking about playing through a video game. Hello and welcome to a delightfully... Bone-chilling... Installment... Of Minisode of Body Counts and Beer. <laughs> you forgot the name of the podcast. No, I forgot the word Minisode. Nice. Ooh. Well, uh, it's a spooky chain-rattling Minisode. That's right. We're a couple weeks out from uh, the old Halloween. Uh, you know, that old... Wiener Falls. Yeah, that old, yep. that old chestnut, you know, with the... The knives and the Shatner masks and whatnot. Guys, you think that uh, Ween is ever going to be inducted into the Hall of Ween? I hope so. They did right? a lot of real hard work. It, they want it. Sure, yeah. I mean, they're probably at least in the top four or five Weens. Hey, Easy. who are you? Oh, I'm Mark Rosendahl. <laughs> I'm Patrick Bromley. And I'm Jonathan Rooney-Taylor. And this week, we got a, we're got we kind of going off script a little bit. We're kind of going off brand, as it were. This is usually a very tightly controlled podcast. Correct. So true. So <laughs> next week, we'll be discussing, uh, for Halloween, the Guillermo del Toro film Hellboy 2, The Golden Army. Uh, because that's the most Halloween we can get while still being an action movie. And we already watched Vampires vs. Zombies once, yep. never again. Yeah, and wasn't like the other one, Van Helsing. We are not no, doing great. The other on one Halloween's. was Evil Dead Two. That one oh, was that actually was right. really yeah, good. That's great. Yeah, yeah. We did watch Van Helsing just on its own, <laughs> and that was terrible. That Correct. Was rough. Yeah. Uh, but this week we are not discussing our typical minisode uh, things. We're not doing our favorite this, our favorite that. Uh, we've done all those things as related to Halloween and comic book movies. So instead. We played through a, a playable teaser game called PT that is executive produced by Guillermo del Toro. And yeah. John, I'll let you take it from here. So a little bit of background for this, because it kind of is uh, really cool the way it came together. Uh, but yeah, it's PT, which is short for a playable teaser. What? Right? I, I, I thought it was physical therapy this whole time. The most scary class of all, <laughs> if you don't like getting naked in front of people you actively hate. Oh, man. Spoiler alert. Wait, you got naked in physical therapy? <laughs> oh, I thought you meant uh, physical... Education. Oh, that's He's P. thinking P.E. That's, P. that's true. Yeah. I mean, I get naked in physical therapy, too. <laughs> You can't stop me. Actually, you can. I'm in a lot of trouble with law enforcement. Uh, Continue. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, PT takes place at a gym, so there's potential nudity, yeah. right? Yeah. Right? That really, it's usually in a doctor's office? Well, they're just always naked. Why do you think they wear them coats? John, why do you keep going to Skinamax doctor offices? I think we all know. That's true. <laughs> I gotta enjoy them while I can, before the government takes them away. I mean, true. HBO already killed their late night lineup. I know. And no that's more Cat House. <laughs> no more Taxi Cab Confessions. Oh, what no about more... Lady Chatterley's Lover? They uh, caught That's so a Showtime many... show. Oh, you're right. They caught so many criminals in Taxi Cab Confession, though. It was working, damn it. Oh, so also, true. no more real sex. Oh, That's right, we're all just having fake sex from now on. Yep. Everything's yeah. virtual from here on out. I had mostly fake sex up until this point. 
I'm sorry to your wife? No, no, she's fine. Okay. I was going to say, as long as everyone's happy, I'm pretty sure it works out better for her anyway. Right. It's easier to schedule into her day. (laughs) Yeah, I just put on that little halo thing, and then (laughs) Sylvester Stallone calls it the hunk of chunk of. That's great. All right, PT. Uh, So, yeah, PT, uh, playable teaser, uh, created and executive produced by Guillermo del Toro and Hideo Kojima, who... Created the Metal Gear, Metal Gear Solid franchise. Uh, very well known for creating video games that are very like fourth wall breaky, that call attention to the fact that they're video games in weird, interesting ways. Uh, so this was released on PlayStation Network for free, out of the blue. Uh, people didn't even know that Guillermo del Toro and Hideo Kojima were attached to this. It was just announced as a new game from a brand new indie studio. I just want to make sure I get it right. Uh, seven seven eight zeros was the name of the studio, and no fanfare. They released a trailer for it where it was that dumb like night vision thing, watching people play it, watching people get spooked. Yeah. Which started out to tease like horror movies, so the night vision made sense because you can't bring lighting equipment into a movie theater. Right, true. But y'all are just in your apartment. You can turn the lights on. Nah, like there's it's dark. no reason to film mm. in whatever. No, no, it's no. Stupid. I turn off all my lights and my Mountain Dew glows. <laughs> That's true. We've been meaning to talk to you about that. Yeah, it's mm. not Mountain Dew, Patrick. It is plutonium. Oh, Correct. That, That's what happens when you buy your soft drinks from the Libyans! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it is why I also now have Spidey Sense. Correct. Yeah, but it's also why you have tumors all over your body. Yeah, no, those are getting a little rough. I gotta be honest with you. Hard to walk. True. True story. Sorry, oh, my, way, you... my apartment is haunted. I don't know if we've talked about yeah. that, but there's a ghost, so you may hear screams and laughter and, and maybe a squeaking. kitty cat. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Said the ghost! The ghost is chastising your kitty cat! I mean, that's fair. She's probably getting into something she's not opposed to. As the Keanu Reeves classic Constantine teaches us all, cats, half in, half out. Correct. True. Uh, so, back to... That's how I play the hokey pokey, by the way. Right? <laughs> you don't put your whole foot in. Nah! Just half in, half out. Just, just them toesies. That way, you don't <laughs> the have The heels to. is mine. You don't have to wiggle them about. No. Nope, because you never gave uh, more than you had to. That's correct. True. I just Kenny. kicked the person calling the thing. <laughs> nice. I mean, you should. Uh, yeah. Call dancing has deeply racist roots. Correct. Yeah. Hey, uh. John, tell me about more about PT. Uh, PT, a game that, as far as I can tell, is not racist. Uh, please don't correct me. I don't want another thing to be ruined. <laughs> um, but anyway, so uh, it was released, and it's this very it. It's a not really a jump scare game, but the the basic premise of it is you are trapped in an infinite looping hallway, and you have to kind of figure out what the game wants you to do to progress through to get to the end of the game, uh, to the point where nobody thought it had an ending. People just thought like, oh, it's just like a spooky game that's random. Uh, cashing in on like the Twitch streamers of like Five Nights at Freddy's and Slender Man and all that shit were like, you would just make a shit ton of money yelling at a stupid, scary game. Sure. sure. I think that like, when you play the game just from... Uh, 
it is a survival horror game, probably, if you had to give it a genre. Yeah, like an adventure game with no inventory. Yeah, and you just walk around, and it's not meant to be, like, jump scares, although there are a few. It's more of a steadily increasing, like, terror. Yeah, Yeah, atmospheric, I think is the word. Uh, So basically, you go through and you solve all these very esoteric puzzles uh, to kind of progress through the game. Uh, There is a ghost of a woman presumably called Lisa that is sort of stalking you as you're doing this, and if you linger too long in certain areas, she'll get you. She got me! She got Patrick! I got eaten! Patrick was playing on this uh, run-through because he had the least amount of experience with this game. And I got eaten, people! got eaten up! I did not get godded by Lisa. Correct. And all I wanted was to get godded by this ghost, and I couldn't get godded by the Mm. ghost. We were under uh, some time constraints, so I think I was giving you a few too many hints. Yeah, you gave me a lot of hints. Um, But basically, at the end of the game, after you kind of solve its final puzzle, which we will talk about because it's fucking bonkers... Um, you go through the last door and it opens up into this like creepy town that is very desolate and you find out you've been playing as Norman Reedus from The Walking Dead the whole time. Uh, 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 Norman Reedus from Blade 2. Correct. Uh, 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 Norman Reedus from Boondock Saints. (laughs) The scariest thing of all was there was a time that I liked that movie. Yeah, well, there was a time for all of us. Uh, The scariest thing of all is that there's Two of those movies. Correct. Um, So you find out that, oh, it's starring Norman Reedus. That's when the credits roll that this was created by Guillermo del Toro and Hideo Kojima. And it was actually a trailer for a new Silent Hill game. Called? Silent Hills. Ooh, that uh, means you can go this down This time there's two of them! And there's a lot of text in the game about, you know, like, I am the real me, are you sure you're the real you, and there's separate realities. So a lot of people were kind of thinking about... Drawing, uh, extrapolating that, like, maybe this is a, a game of sort of parallel dimensions, and maybe there's, like, quantum physics wrapped up in this, but we will never know, because Konami fired Hideo Kojima. Why, by the way? Uh, there was a shakeup in upper management, and the person who ended up being in charge just personally did not like Hideo Kojima, did not like the amount of time he spent making his video games, uh, he got fired while he was making Metal Gear Solid Five, a game that eventually did come out. But he had spent so much time and money on it, and mobile games were starting to make a ton of money for Konami. Oh, so they were sure. like, we don't want to okay. fucking do this shit anymore. Yeah. So they fired him, they canceled the game. Guillermo del Toro has been trying to make a video game for like 20 years. <laughs> Poor and guy. And it just, this is the most he's been able to actually put out oh, in that entire time. That's a bummer. Right? For now. For now. Uh, he has said, though, that he is not even going to try because he has the touch of death for these projects. Well, doesn't he have that? Doesn't he involved in that game with Mads Mikkelsen and Norman Reedus that's coming out? He is playing a part in that game. So that's kind of the silver lining of it, is that eventually Hideo Kojima made his own studio with hookers and booze. In fact, forget the video game studio. <laughs> nice. Even get a little bender on the moon action. Exactly. Nice, nice. Uh, but yeah, he hired Norman Reedus, he hired Guillermo del Toro, he hired Mads Mikkelsen, and he hired a bunch of other like famous Hollywood actors to essentially perform characters in this game. So they're not... Guillermo del Toro isn't really involved uh, okay. in the creation of it. He's more like an actor on, oh, on cool. set for oh, it. Oh, okay. Uh, but trailers have been dropping for that left and right, and it is inscrutable. It looks 
real weird. It looks super bizarre. And it looks I'm like you run really around with it. a backpack. With a baby in yeah. your belly, but not in the way you think. Yeah, it's very strange. It's very weird. And there's like weird. invisible monsters. I don't know. If you're listening from the future, send me an email letting me know when the game is coming out. Ooh, good call. Give me no other details. I want to be surprised. Yes. Also, send me pretty much everybody that wins horse races in 2019. Oh, the horses go extinct in 2019. Oh, shit. Uh, Dog races? I don't know. Give me some of that sweet, sweet Back to the Future Almanac action, future listeners. Uh, So, yeah, the kind of... The story behind this is very... uh, there, There was another, like, actual proper teaser trailer to come out for it that also announced Junji Ito, who is a very famous horror manga artist, was also involved in it. So there's, like, this proof-of-concept video that they released to introduce that fact to the public, because that's how they like to dole out information in these, like, big, splashy, weird ways. And in that one is the hallway of what looks like an elementary school, and the you see through the hall, through, like, a doorway, a teacher's head falls off, and he goes to pick it up, and, like, centipedes come out of his mouth. Eww. It is very frightening, very unsettling, and I... Silent Hill is one of my favorite franchises. Uh, the first four Silent Hill games are goddamn incredible. Everything after that has been dog shit, so I was mm. super excited to finally get a new good Silent Hill game, and they fucking... Not only did they cancel it, they also, PT, you cannot download anymore. It was on PlayStation Network, and then they announced... This was before I had a PlayStation 4, so I had all this spoiled for me, but I still really wanted to play it. Uh, then they announced, hey, Kojima's fired, and we're canceling this game, and we're going to be delisting PT, which delisting is just they remove it from the storefront. But if you have it in, like, your, like... Steam library or like PS4 library for Mm -hmm. lack of a better term you can re-download it if you want to okay then they said oh no we're straight up not letting you re-download this it's gone forever wow Uh, I had jumped into my PlayStation 4 account and like added it to my cart and checked out so that I would have authorization for it thinking like when I get my PS4 I'll be able to download it and then after that they're like nah not even then Thankfully, though, if you Google, like, how to download PT, if you have the authorization for it, if you have, like, downloaded it into your library in the past, you can basically point your internet router at a specific node that still has PT on it. Wow. That's some dark web shit. It's... It's just as simple as, like, changing some IP addresses and some DNS information, downloading it, and then resetting everything. I hope you use a VPN for that shit. Nah, baby, I'm out there unprotected. (laughs) Nice. I mean, the thing is, you're not... I hope you put a rubber on your computer. (laughs) (laughs) I put a rubber on my uh, my hands. I wear rubber gloves when I type, so that's like... Makes sense. That's good. You're only sending request information for a download. They're not... They can't, like, get into your account information. Sure. Sure. Whatever. That's what the government wants to think, oh man. no! Fucking the government already has all the information yeah. on you. Nah, it's ever gonna. Got it. Yes, they <laughs> do. Got it. Uh, so it's heartbreaking that a you can't download the, you can't get this anymore. Sure. But b, uh, yeah, I switched from one to b. Uh, you also can't play it the way it was originally intended to play, which was when it first was released. This is a the first like asymmetrical multiplayer horror game because the whole point of it was that everybody on the internet together 
figures out what the puzzles even are and how to solve them. Gotcha. So there's a lot of things in this, like there's a lot of text in several different foreign languages. Uh, one of the last puzzles requires a headset to be plugged in. So like the idea of you streaming out your game and like stumbling upon it is kind of how the this first got solved. Okay. Uh, and I think that it's really fucking cool and it's unfortunate because all of the discussion around PT now on the internet is just about how sad it is that we'll never get Silent Hills right. and like what that game could have been but like nobody's writing like polygon deep dives into the actual content of PT itself sure. as a game which well, is frustrating let's, let's kind of talk about the actual gameplay since we're already 15 minutes in <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's a mini-sode yeah. uh, so, so the game itself again it is a looping series of hallways and doors uh, the same series of hallways and doors for the most part uh, in a creepy seemingly abandoned murder house uh, and as you go through, you know, there's beer bottles on the floor, there's clocks, there's phones, there's radios. And each time you make your way through the loop, there is a new uh, puzzle, for better word, that you have to solve. Yeah, it's like the video game version of the old newspaper, like, tell the difference between the two panels, like, find the different things. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it is basically like a, it's a virtual escape room. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of it is not necessarily interacting with things, but it's like a quantum horror where you change the outcome by noticing it. Right. Right. There's a part where you notice writing on the wall, and it says, Hello! And then later on, down the hallway, it's like, They saw me come from... And then, like, there's, like, an L there. Then you go back and look at hello, and the L is gone. And then you go back, and it says L. And then you go back, and then you go back, and it says hell. Yeah, like, each time you look at the different writings on the wall, like, a new letter has transported from hello to the sentence. Sometimes, if you're lucky, there's a bloody fridge hanging above you, and it drops blood right in your face if you look at it. (laughs) Right in your face. It's super cool. Good stuff. Uh, And, yeah, there is, throughout this whole thing, there's kind of two uh, other entities, for lack of a better term, in this game. There is the ghost Lisa... Well, three. I forgot about one of them, but there's this ghost Lisa who uh, you kind of find out through background information and radio reports and witnessing some scenes that she was married to whoever lived in this house. That guy ended up getting unemployed. She got a job at a grocery store. The guy just descended into alcoholism, got really paranoid about his wife sleeping with the manager of the grocery store, went insane, started repeating this string of numbers, and then one night just killed her. Yeah, he goes full-on, like, Jack Torrance yeah, in The Shining. exactly. Yeah, and kills, like, his kids, too. Yeah, well, it's unclear whether or not, because there's different news reports of different murders, yeah. and it's unclear whether or not the kids were part of this murder, or if there seems to be, like, a rash of fathers murdering their families right, in yeah. this, like, weird small town. In Silent Hill. In Silent Hill, yeah. Which is a town known for things like that happening. Correct. Why do people keep moving to Silent Hill? They don't. Oh. The also, town keeps sending them letters. <laughs> I'm sure those... That uh, is true. Play Silent Hill 2. Wait, what? The town sends the main character a letter pretending to be his dead wife. What? I think we gotta stay on PT. Right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, essentially, the town kind of attracts guilty and broken people like moths to a flame. One at a time. Right, so <laughs> it'll it. reach out to people and kind of so bring a pyramid, them. So mo- a pyramid monster can, like, punch you in the face. Correct. Nice. Gotcha, okay. 
Um, but yeah, and so she is designed in this very odd way where like her legs are twice as long as her torso, and she's just very uncanny. Yeah, she's yeah. got yeah. It's it's a very like uh, inscrutable like eldritch kind of thing. It's very strange looking. It doesn't the geometry doesn't make sense. It's like if M C Escher made a person. Correct. Yeah. Uh, the other thing is the eraser head baby in the sink. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Looks which like is a just big potato. Yep. Google eraser head, Google eraser head baby, and then good luck sleeping ever again. Yay. I mean, it just looks like a chicken without the beak. Sure. And a big head. You're yeah. Not wrong. Maybe like a goose. Maybe like a goose without the beak. That's <laughs> fair. Like, I did think a little bit when I saw that baby. You know, we get a little bit of batter on this son of a bitch. She's it's got so <laughs> it had like the tiny little wing arms oh, yeah. and like the drumstick legs. It didn't look bad. <laughs> mm. I mean, yeah, you just a uh, little bit of. A little bit of <laughs> oh, the ghost is a mommy <laughs> yeah, right? The fake virtual baby. Uh, we were gonna dip it in batter first. Yes. Ghost. <laughs> it's very simple. First, you soak it in buttermilk overnight. <laughs> right. Well, that's to get all the anger out of it. Yeah, of course, and the gaminess. Yeah, that's no, you want to because babies. It, uh, well, ooh, this one grisly. particular is going to be very gamey. Sure. Uh, but then, uh, yeah, hit it with a little Cajun sparkle and some you know what I'm some cornmeal, man. Yeah, yeah. Get a little deep fat fryer going. Well, crunchy, crunchy. On that same track, the third kind of character in this is a helpful paper bag with some guts <laughs> in it. Yeah, <laughs> look like a big old bag of chicken livers. Yep. Yeah, the the helpful paper bag I really liked because uh, he's very matter of fact in the Correct. way he helps you. Yep. He's just kind of like, I was doing this thing. Yep. Now I'm here. <laughs> now I'm a helpful paper bag with some guts in me. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Now Patrick, you were the one who actually like had the controller for most of this, except for the last puzzle that we're very briefly talk about. What was the experience like of kind of playing this blind? It is. It, it, it like the atmosphere is in fact very very spooky, but uh, it, it's also um, it reminded me a lot of King's Quest Seven where you were searching for a pixel. Sure, like yes. you, you're very, the clues are not obvious yeah. at all. I mean, I guess some of them are like when you stumble across the writing on the wall, it's pretty clear that oh, I should probably look at that. But uh, it, it is almost frustrating in that way that you're like I'm gonna look at the same painting every single time to make sure that nothing has changed. And that's kind of interesting by the time you get to, like, the seventh or eighth time through when stuff really starts to get weird. Yeah. Yeah, there's one series of hallways where all the paintings turn into spinning eyeballs! Yeah. And then it just, like, feeds back into itself and there's no doorway. It's super cool. Yeah. Yeah. But I gotta say, this, the creepy factor of this game is negated the minute you play in a group of more than one person. Exactly, which is why it's That's so interesting true, yeah. that they made this specifically for the internet to kind of play together, but you are still playing it alone. Yes. Right. Uh, it, uh, yeah, I just think that's real fucking cool. So, so John, tell me about this because uh, we're the last clue. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. at the end of the game, John was like, "Well, let me just do the last part because it'll save us some time." And then he waited a <laughs> real life minute for a real life minute to pass in the game, which is fucking unheard of. And then he walked up to a window and started saying "Jareth" into a mic. <laughs> And how did you determine that that's what you were supposed to do? Settle in and get any breakable objects away from you because you're both about to get fucking enraged. All right, all right. 
The content of this game, as you saw, is maybe about a half hour, but the idea of it was that it would take like a month for the internet to solve this final yeah, puzzle. Yeah, no, I get that. And it's so, got all the, the clues in foreign languages. Correct. So, so uh, one of the kind of puzzles in it that goes throughout the entire game is there's a painting or a, a picture of a woman that has been destroyed and ripped up into pieces. And you can find the pieces throughout the hallway. And each time you find a piece, the screen flashes a different sentence in a different foreign language. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you translate them and put them in order, I can't remember the exact, but it like translates into English into like a poem that okay. is the final clue. Um, I and the poem is, you remind me of the babe? What babe? The babe with the power? What power? The power of voodoo. No, thank you. I am out. <laughs> <laughs> um, I... Jump! Magic jump! <laughs> so... The last puzzle, the what you have to do is get the baby to laugh three times so that the phone will ring so that you can actually exit the hallway for good. Uh, the way that you do that, and the internet still isn't 100% sure why a lot of this stuff is the way it is. We just know that it works. The first one is you have to wait on a real-life minute for it to go from 11.59 to midnight. It'll ring 12 chimes. After it's done, you have to take 10 steps in any direction and then stop. That'll make a baby laugh once. The second baby laugh... Okay. So, uh, the studio 7780S yeah. is a clue. The kind of, like, gamer... The, the like, box art, for lack of a better term of this, when you first start the game, is that studio name in a forest, which has nothing to do with anything. Right. So people figured out, oh... 7780 if you reverse it it you can translate it to trees so like 7 is e and etc so they came up with this cipher all throughout the game there's this string of numbers that keeps repeating and in fact they say specifically like oh the killer kept chanting these numbers while he was doing his killings for one of the like murder sprees so people figured out that what he was saying, a clue in the poem was that a person with a first initial of J who was a man had been, like, tormenting people. Mm-hmm. Uh, so people figured out, oh, using the code of the studio translated into trees and reversed, you reverse the numbers, the first one is J, and then they figured out numerically it spelled, the, the string of numbers translates into Jareth. Okay. So, the Goblin King. The Goblin King. The Goblin King. In uh, the Book of Enoch, I think, Jareth is the first angel to mate with a human and create spawn of demons. Nice. Sure. So okay. that's probably what he's talking nice. about. Although, here's the thing. This game's got a lot sexier. Right. This game has always been sexy, my friend. It's got Norman Reedus. But, like, also, Kojima is, like, a huge Bowie fan oh. and, like, puts a ton of Bowie. Like, in Metal Gear Solid 3, one of your, like... Radio Contacts is nicknamed Major Zero, and he changed that from Major Tom. Gotcha. Nice. So, like, there's a lot of, like, Bowie references. So I wouldn't be surprised if he was just like, I don't know, goblins are spooky, right? Yeah. Bowie was a goblin once. Let's do it. Uh, so that's how you get the second baby laugh. We think. There are a lot of other people who have done other things to get the second baby laugh, but this is the one that is most consistent. So people think that if you say Jareth, into a microphone, into a headset hooked up to your PlayStation 4, 
the game hears it, registers Jareth, and makes the second baby laugh. But sometimes it's literally just random. Okay. So that, like, throws a weird kink into it. And then the last thing you have to do, the poem says something about, like, I stood in my inert waiting and waited for the feeling to pass. And that's when the uh, controller starts to vibrate very violently. And you just have to, like, not touch anything. Wait for it to pass. You get the third baby laugh. The phone rings. You go look at the phone. You answer the phone. The phone says you have been chosen. And you leave. So you can see why I said, hey, guys, why don't I just walk <laughs> us through this final puzzle? Yeah, no, that's a good call. Good call. That's so terrible. Yeah. It's, in, again, it's meant for the entire internet to bang its head against this until it figures it out. No Man. wonder that asshole got fired, right? <laughs> also, how insufferable was that game going to be? <laughs> well, but they they mentioned at the end of the demo that the demo has nothing to do with the game. Like, the Correct. trailer has nothing oh, to do yeah, with the I game. Guess it's fair. So, the, the, the game probably would have just been Norman Reedus running around crossbowing ghouls and stuff. Yeah, nice. Which would have been fine. Yeah, again, like, the whole the whole point of this is, again, it's, like, maybe 30 minutes of content that they wanted to last for, like, months and months. Yeah. I'm sh- sure the actual game itself was not, like, pick up your PlayStation Move controller and run to another room and jump three times <laughs> and come back. <laughs> but make sure you walk backwards or the ghost will see you. Oh, man. Although, now that I say it, guys, that I've got a great rad. idea for a game. Actually, yeah. <laughs> Go into your kitchen and make a ham sandwich. <laughs> but do it backwards. Oh, so you no. put the meat back in the fridge. Uh, you used rye instead of pumpernickel. <laughs> Ghosts! Yeah, and then you get eat by the lady. <laughs> uh, so that's a very long kind of... So I just well, that was kind interesting, of though. Wrapping it up into yeah, final thoughts, yeah. though. What do you guys all think of this as an experience? Uh, so me personally, I've never been a huge fan of uh, survival horror games. Sure. Uh, I don't get scared at horror things. You kept laughing. Yeah, they yeah. generally make me laugh uh, because once you re- once once I was old enough to realize that these things can't hurt me. Like as a child, like sure. watching a horror movie, and I realized, oh, that can't hurt me. It all just became very funny to me. Like the idea of like. Michael Myers or Jason or Freddy. Oh no, or... Michael Myers is very real. He did love Guru. <laughs> yeah, no. It's... You're right. That's <laughs> frightening. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's so I've never really been a fan of that game. It does set a very eerie atmosphere and it's very well done. The graphics are really great. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it to be honest, it was infuriating to play. Oh, yeah. I can see that. Yeah. That's... And and if nobody and if you weren't here telling me, all right, look at this painting now. Okay, walk. <laughs> look at those words now. Look back now. Look at those other words. I never would have figured it out. Controllers would have been like sticking out of TVs. Out of <laughs> I remember as I was uh, kind of guiding you through it the first time. My immediate thought was. He would never fucking play this game. Nah, not in a, this is so the antithesis of what you look for in video games. Yeah, now if this if they're this game where you just run around in the loops, but every time you went through a loop, there was monsters to shoot in the face. Sure, I would be on board. Nice. More of like a Resident Evil kind of guy. Yeah, sure. I'm thinking more of like a like a Halo or, or like a, a House of the Dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. House right. of the Dead was great. Like, oh, yeah. If in fact, if we could just go play House of the Dead, that would be awesome, buddy. Someone uh, needs to make a House of the Dead home edition with the Time Crisis pedal so you oh, can like yes. dive behind nice. cover and shit. Nice. Time Crisis was my jam back in the day. I spent a lot of tokens at the Atlantis <laughs> nice. Castle. Nice. 
And then, uh, kind of final thoughts? As a person who, as an adult, got the, like, uh, I think it was the Genesis emulator or the Nintendo emulator and went back and beat Adventures of Lolo, I am definitely the type of gamer that would be, that would have played this for a few minutes, been incredibly frustrated, and then spent, like, a week and a half trying to get out of that damn room. (laughs) (laughs) So, like, that's a good call. Like, that's a good time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. John, yeah, I, I, fuck, I've played through this like three or four times at least. It's kind of I'll throw it in whenever I just like I got like like an hour to kill and I just want to kind of have this experience again. I had a very similar experience to uh, Mark in that I used to be a real wimp when it came to horror games, games especially. Uh, but then I was playing Resident Evil Seven and had that exact same thought of. Wait a minute, I can just turn this off. <laughs> uh, and I've been much like, not braver, because it's weird to be like proud about how good you are. Yeah, of course, yeah. But like, it has been a lot less affecting. Although I will say, I had that moment and then I downloaded PT and I, I do definitely get spooked by it in a lot of ways, especially getting up to go to the bathroom, I have to go through a little hallway. Yeah, and no. for like a split second, it's just like, it, it's that eerie, uncanny kind of feeling. I just had to walk through your dark kitchen to get Mark a beer from yeah. a refrigerator. Right? It was terrifying. Yeah, yeah I mean... I, it's definitely affecting. Yeah. I, I really love this, and I, like I said, I wish that it was more taken as a piece unto itself, and I'm also heartbroken that we're not going to get the full experience sure, yeah, that they sure. had. Especially uh, Guillermo del Toro, on record, when he was hyping the game, said, initially we wanted to scare the piss out of you, now we want to scare the shit out of you. Nice. And I'm like, that sounds so dope! Thank you, Guillermo! <laughs> Let's do it, man! Yeah, I mean, I don't, yeah, again, like, I'm not just generally not, I don't get generally get scared at a movie because I'm just all too aware of the fakeness of it. Sure. Uh, the only movie as an adult that ever unsettled me was The Devil's Rejects. When yeah. I first saw it in high school, when it came out, like, or I guess it would have been after college, like, in college, 2003-ish, 2005, mm. um, when I saw The Devil's Rejects. And what freaked me out the most about the movie uh, was that it was all in the daytime. You yeah. don't usually see horror movies that take place in the daytime. And, and then so... the people are like, everyone is so, like a, you're like, oh, that's a real person. There's yeah. definitely a person out there like that. Right. Like, we've, we, like, there's Captain Spaulding, the creepy clown. You're like, that's John Wayne Gacy. That guy exists. Right. And, like, the, you know, the gross Firefly clan. Like, these are all based off, like, real kind of, like, gross hillbilly mountain people murderers and it's like oh I get it and yeah. everyone is so terrible there's no redeeming people in the God, whole thing the movie is so nihilistic oh yeah 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 it is so unrelentingly mad at you for watching it <laughs> like to the point and I remember walking out of the movie theater into broad daylight oh, nice. and being like Ugh. like even that like it didn't scare me but I was like unsettled because I it made me think about like the horrors of the world sure. and that at any moment a weird like a weird clan of hill people might show up <laughs> right. and yeah. like make me like drive him out to the desert and dig up his old guns or yeah. something <laughs> but yeah so like a mo- but a game like this though I, I i kind of appreciate the especially as an old king's quest player uh airs today gone tomorrow yeah uh and all those games but i appreciate like the puzzle aspect of it uh yeah definitely but, but that's about it sure <laughs> yeah it is spooky it's really well done yeah, yeah it's, to re- it's interesting it's very interesting not enough shooting yeah well yeah. 
don't worry, it can't hurt you because you can't get it. Yeah, <laughs> right. No well, I, for a number of reasons, like I don't have a PS4. Correct. Yeah. yeah. And it is way too late, even if you got one today. Yeah. That's fine. I'll just download the Norman Reedus is redoing Junior, but <laughs> with radioactive invisible monsters. I think. Yeah. yeah. It's weird. And, like, the baby gives a thumbs up at one point. It is strange. It's very weird. They released, like, a 20-minute, like, gameplay thing from, like, I think it was E3 this year. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and I it watched was, it. And it was inscrutable. It's absolutely insane. I I don't know. I fundamentally don't know what this game is. I wanted... I remember D was with me watching it, and I wanted to, like, afterwards, like... I wanted to steal a car and drive to Kojima's house and like punch the answers <laughs> out of him because it just I was like why what is this sure I mean as long as you get something signed for me then yeah. oh hey no problem it's good and I'm sure when the game In comes blood. out oh yeah <laughs> yeah probably my blood <laughs> he'll probably beat the shit out of oh, me oh I don't know have you seen him he is a very thin gaunt nerd nice you could easily take him I, a light breeze could easily <laughs> take him <laughs> Nice. But what if he's got Norman Reedus hanging around? All bets are off and yeah, I had no. nothing to do I mean, with yeah, this. Yeah, I'm fucked. Yeah. <laughs> if Norman Reedus is his second, that's eh, no good. His second? His second. Dornstein. I, like, I like that. I, like I that. mean, clearly when he opens his door, you're going to smack him across the face with a leather glove. It is why I keep sure. one left-hand leather glove in my pocket at all times. <laughs> Don't we all? Guys, let's bring dueling back. I have I'd been saying not. that for years. Thanks, Patrick. I'm no glad problem, someone's buddy. on my yeah. someone's on my side. Nah, Most people it. didn't die in duels, John. But here's the thing: actually, very few people did. Mostly, you got challenged to a duel, and then you were like, "Oh, I'm gonna make a public apology." <laughs> and here's the thing: the amount of tomfoolery, shenanigans, and general mouthoffiness that I exhibit just in my oh, basic Oh, yeah. No, you're getting dueled all over town. And that's just so inconvenient because at the very least, I have to go somewhere public to make an apology. Yeah. That is just time yeah, consuming. that is true. That is the the, the big downside yeah. of, uh, of of dueling is that there's a sharp decrease in sarcastic <laughs> assholery. Uh, here's the big upside, though. If you get killed in the duel... You'll get a rap musical named after you. Truth. Truth. Nice. Rudy Taylor! <laughs> I'm a nerd like comics and I play video games. And then I mouthed off and I got shot in my brains. Nice. Yeah. Great. Awesome. I'm, uh, if, I'm, I'm, the, 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 I'm the next Lynn manuel Miranda. If anyone works for the McCarthy Grant and would like <laughs> the to McCarthy give us McCarthy Grant. To, uh, 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 the Joseph McCarthy Grant. <laughs> yeah, right. Right. <laughs> for doing. I got some names to name. Uh, that's going to do it for this not-so-mini episode of Body Counts of Beer. But it was spooky. Spooktacular. Yeah. And we'll be even spookier next week, although we will forget, except for John. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no. It's it close to Halloween. And you know yeah. of this from your future forecasting? Yeah, yep. that's right. <laughs> Is this what the bones told you? Definitely. No, I drank some coffee and threw it out the bottle. That's how you do it. Yeah. Uh, this I'm, guy knows. Yeah, I'm Mark Rosenthal. I'm Patrick Bromley. I'm Jonathan Rooney-Taylor. And we'll see you next time. Boo! Body Counts and Beer is Patrick Bromley, Mark Rosendahl, and Jonathan Rooney Taylor. Please subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts from, and leave us a rating or review. You can like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at BodyCountCast, or email us at BodyCountsAndBeer at gmail.com.